Welcome to the Small Ball Podcast. Welcome back to the Small Ball Podcast. Brought to you by Showcase Sports Media. I'm your host, Matt Gregory, and today we got a very special episode. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline today. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about which teams are buyers, which teams are sellers, and why. Uh, we got a special edition this morning. It's 8.26 a.m., so I'm a little tired. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys, but it's going to be the same energy. Same thing. We're coming straight with some fire today. Just a quick little thing in current news. we got the current players. Uh, they're sitting out because of protesting. They're sitting out to prove a point, and they're using their constitutional right to stand up and do what they want, so good on them. I mean, I don't know if they're really accomplishing what they want to, but they're going out and they're showing their rights, so... Hats off to the players. Um, yeah, but that's happening across all sports right now, and it's really interesting to see. I've never really seen anything like this. Uh, this has been one of the first seasons that we've actually lost this many games, either to COVID-19 or to protesting. Um, it's an odd time to be a sports fan right now, so we got a lot coming to this episode. Let's hop right into it. First, we're going to start with the AL East. Uh, sitting at the top of that division at 21-11 is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, this team is a team that's hot right now. Um, they make moves that don't really make sense in theory, but they end up working out just because they're the Rays. Um, so what they're looking for is they're looking for a consistent bat in center field. I mean, I know they got KK out there, but they just need a guy that can go out there and get on base a lot. Uh, honestly, anyone that's got a good swing, um, maybe someone like Nick Castellanos because the Reds aren't doing too hot and he has an opt-out after this year and he can go get more money this offseason. That's a great option for them. Um, so look forward to a trade from the Rays. They're definitely going to be making moves. Uh, they just acquired Brett Phillips. So they're going to stay on the market. They're going to keep getting guys that just make sense for their system. Uh, in second place, the Yankees. Uh, they're at 16-11. and 11. Um, The New York Yankees, they need to inquire starting pitching depth. Um, the top of the rotation is all right, but once it gets past the top two, it's just like, what? who are these guys on the mound? Um, they're only eating like four innings, and that's really hard on the bullpen, especially in a short season where we're playing a lot of games and a lot of days. So for the New York Yankees, it's going to be important to get starting pitching depth. Um Honestly, a guy that might be on the market for them is Trevor Bauer. I know I'm just naming off Reds players right now, but Trevor Bauer, pitching phenomenally this year. Um, last year of his contract, the Reds aren't playing too hot. I would not be surprised if they deal him for a ton of value, uh, especially to a contender like the Yankees. So look out for that trade. Trevor Bauer may be in pinstripes sooner than we think. Um, another note about the Yankees is like you may say they're more bats, but... Every bat they bring up out of that farm system is hitting the crap out of the baseball. So I feel like I feel like the real thing is going to be getting guys that can just hit the ball, uh, or guys that can just throw strikes, um, get outs, eat innings for them. Third place, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, this is a really young team. I don't really expect them to be buyers. Uh, but if they do buy someone, maybe it's somebody on a longer contract. Uh, maybe like a Whit Merrifield, a guy that can hold down second base for them. Um, just be a good hitter, consistent guy, cheap contract. That might be a good move for them. I would say starting pitching, but they have a lot of young starting pitching coming up, so I don't want to block those guys up. Let them come up. Let them throw. Um, yeah, that's that's it for the Toronto Blue Jays. Baltimore Orioles, I definitely expect them to be sellers. Uh, they started off hot. They're 14-16 and 16 now. It's time for them to move on. Uh, this season was a fun run for them. Definitely something that we all like to see as baseball fans, a team that we don't expect to do good, do good. But it's about time for the Orioles to move on. Um, I'm going to assume they'll trade Michael Givens, um, maybe even Santander. I know he's a little young, and he's been hitting the crap out of the baseball. Uh, Severino, these guys could all be on the market uh, as they're looking to get younger. Boston Red Sox, 10-21. Uh, and 21. I really don't know what this team... Part of me wants to say they're going to be sellers, but also they have so much talent coming back next year that they might just hold on to what they have. 
or they might get farther into the the uh, cap. So I, at this point, I don't know. You guys definitely let me know what you think. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say they're not going to sell or they're not going to buy. I think they're just going to stick where they are. Unless somebody comes available that's available long-term. Moving into the L Central, the Minnesota Twins, definitely a team that's in need of starting pitching depth. Um, their bullpens have been a bit shaky re- recently. Taylor Rogers has been shaky. Sergio Romo has been a little bit off of his game. Arms, good arms. If they can acquire uh, like Michael Givens from the Baltimore Orioles, that'd be nice. That'd be a nice arm to add into that bullpen. Uh, starting pitching, like, like I said, Trevor Bauer is going to be the guy to go after this trade deadline. So if they could acquire a guy like him, that'd be fantastic, uh, especially because they're not in the same division. Um, it'd be probably be a lot easier for them to acquire Trevor Bauer than a team in the NL. Minnesota Twins, arms, 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 arms. Uh, Chicago White Sox, they're at 19 and 12 now. Uh, they've been playing really, really good baseball. Nine and one in their last 10. They're going to be a team that's looking to buy. Um, they're going to try to attack this year because uh, it's a special year and they're looking really, really good right now. So the White Sox might go out and acquire some starting pitching depth. Uh, somebody to add to the back end of that rotation because they got a couple good guys. And I know they got Gio Gonzalez. I think he's thrown out of bullpen still. So if they can get one more surefire arm in there, that'd definitely be great. And then for the bullpen, um, their bullpen's been pretty locked down. But once again, like it never hurts to have an extra arm. So like I said, like Michael Givens is a good, um, good arm. Literally anybody who can throw hard, throw strikes, that's what they can take right now. Cleveland Indians, um, they're going to be buyers. They're a good team, but buyers in a different way. I think they made deal Zach Plezak uh, for some value because he's a good young arm. See what they can get back for him. Maybe even Frankie Lindor. Uh, if they're not planning on re-signing him, he might be on the move this deadline, and that's really sad to see. Cleveland Indians fans, fingers crossed that you re-sign the guy. He deserves the money. It's going to be hard to watch him play anywhere else other than Cleveland. He loves it there. He's got that contagious smile, Mr. Smile. That's just a Cleveland guy. Um, So hopefully they can reacquire him, but if not, definitely go ahead and deal him and just get back the prospects you can or maybe even current ready players. Uh, That's really going to be up to Cleveland Indians front office. Detroit Tigers, definitely going to be sellers. Um, They're bringing up their young pitching. They're bringing up their young players. So it'll be important for them to get those guys out there and playing good, uh, get them reps in the majors. So maybe dealing guys like Michael Fulmer. Um, I know he's not having a great year, but he's a guy that's been proven in his career to be a decent pitcher, number four, number five in your rotation. So trade away guys like that um, and just let the other guys ride it out. In fifth, we got the Kansas City Royals. Um, they're probably going to be sellers, but we said that last year and they didn't really sell. So let's look to see them sell this year. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal is a guy that they could sell on the last year of his contract. Uh, their closer, um, Whit Merrifield, a guy that they haven't really wanted to trade unless they're getting a ton of value out of him. Um, but I definitely expect them to deal him this deadline. Uh, doesn't have, I think he has two more years on his contract. They can get a lot of value for him. He's a great player, uh, 30 years old, can steal bags, can get on at a high rate, 300 batting average guy. Whit Merrifield's probably going to be a guy dealt at the deadline. Under the AOS, we got the Oakland Athletics. Uh, they're going to go for starting pitching depth. It's a common theme. Everyone needs pitching nowadays. Um, their one through three is phenomenal. Four and five has been a little shaky. Frankie Montes has been on and off for them. So if they can get a good fourth, fifth starter, that'd be great for them. I know a guy that's going to get traded in their division is probably Lance Lynn, but I don't know if they'd be able to acquire him from the Rangers, a division rival. Um, but yeah, starting pitching depth, anything on there. Astros, 17 and 14. They're going to be buyers. They're too talented to not be buyers. Uh, this team's going to take off eventually. It's just going to be a matter of time. 
It's honestly going to be about getting Justin Verlander back because he said he's working his way back. So if they can get Verlander back, they'll be completely fine. Um, They'll be in good shape and right on the way to the playoffs. Seattle Mariners in third place are definitely going to be sellers. Any talent they have on that roster that's older, they should just get rid of. Leave guys like Kyle Lewis to just keep smashing the baseball. Acquire more young talent to put around those guys so they can make a run in the future. Fourth place, we got the Texas Rangers. They're 11 and 19 on the year. They're definitely going to be sellers. Like I said, they're probably going to trade Lance Lynn. Um, I know Mike Miner's not having a great year, but they'll probably try to deal him too. Get these older arms off the books. Um, allow the younger guys to come up and play. Uh, yeah, they've been a disappointing team this season, so it's going to be important for them to get rid of the guys that they don't need anymore. Um, fifth, we got the LA Angels. This is honestly kind of surprising. I had them a little bit better than this this year, but they've just really underperformed. Um, they're going to be sellers, but they're not going to be selling like Mike Trout or anything. They're going to be trading guys like Andrelton Simmons, David Fletcher. Uh, get these guys off the book. Maybe even Tavi Lastella and Jason Castro. Just trading these guys, getting them off the books, uh, putting them on contenders, getting them back where they belong. So yeah, these guys are going to be sellers this deadline. Look to see them make trades for the future, but not too far in the future. They're, they might make some win-now moves. On to the National League. We're going to start in the NL East. we got the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, uh, they've been a little disappointing this year. They're still 18-12, and 12, still looking like a good ball team. Probably the third best team in the NL right now. Um, they're going to look to acquire, I, ha- I have to assume. They're going to have to go after some starting pitching arms, some bullpen arms. Uh, the bats have been fine. They've scored 152 runs already. They're just giving up a lot of runs. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be important for them to acquire some arms that can give them innings because... Uh, Soroka's out for the year. Fulton Nevich isn't going to be back. So Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Braves fans, look out to see if you guys get pick up any arms this uh, this deadline. Miami Marlins fourteen and twelve. I can't I can't believe that they'd be buyers right now. Um, they're a very eh, baseball team. They've been winning games and it's expi- exciting to see. So good for them. But I can't see them being buyers at the deadline. Uh, they got way too much young guys, and they don't want to trade away that young talent for this year because it's not a year that they're going to win the World Series. Maybe a year they'll be competitive and make the postseason, but I I can't see them trading that for their future. Uh, in third place, we got the Phillies. Um, they already made a, a win-now move. They acquired Brandon Work and, and Heath Hembry, uh, two guys that are great bullpen arms, guys that will lock it down for them in the later innings. Um, so I expect them to make a couple more moves like that, uh, go after a couple other guys that can lock down in their bullpen, maybe a lefty, a good left ar- left-handed arm, just to add into there uh, to make their bullpen that just more lethal um, because they've struggled early. And they already had talent, so they're adding more talent on top of talent. So we'll see what happens with them. In fourth, we got the New York Mets, 13 and 16 on the year. They're definitely going to be sellers. Uh, they're not going to trade Degrom or anything, but they definitely should move on from some of the guys. If they can get rid of Robbie Cano's contract, that'd be great. Maybe Edwin Diaz get him off the hooks uh, for some good value. Those are going to be two trades I, I expect them to possibly make. Um, the New York Mets, though, their front office never knows what they're doing, so we'll really see with them. And in fifth place, it's a team that's really hard to count out. The Washington Nationals, um, I mean, after what they did last year, starting 11-19, I want to say, uh, they had a really, really bad record. Let's leave it at that. And they came back and they won the World Series. Uh, it was looking like a wash of a season for them, and they came out. They got hot at the right time, and they won the World Series. So I can't not expect them to do that this year. Um, they're definitely running out of time, but I can't get vote against this Washington Nationals team. Uh, they're a really good squad, so we'll see what goes on with them. Um, what they need is a little bit of everything, honestly. Their offense hasn't been all that. Their pitching hasn't really been great either. So if they can get a little bit of both, their pitching will probably turn on. They got three stud arms in that uh, rotation. I guess two this year. Uh, so we'll see. 
uh, Washington Nationals fans. You've been in this position before. Uh, you guys have come out and prevailed last year, so we'll see. And then uh, Central, we got the Cubs at 18-12. and 12. Um, This is a team that needs to acquire someone that can hit left-handed pitching. Um, normally, this is a team that you really wouldn't worry about that with, with Chris Bryant and Javier Baez, two guys that crush lefties. But the team really isn't hitting lefties that well this year. Um, the bottom of the lineup is producing all of the offenses of late, so we got to see what's going on with that. Um, guys steal at the deadline. I can't see them trading Chris Bryant right now. Uh, his value's too low. He's not playing too great. So I think they're going to hold on to Chris. I don't think they'll trade anybody else. I think they're just going to make a move for a bat, um, wishfully thinking maybe like Whit Merrifield. Um, then pitching-wise, if the Reds would deal them to a divisional team, uh, maybe Trevor Bauer, but I don't see either of those happening. So they'll go for like low-end bullpen arms, like like Michael Givens, uh, acquire a guy like that from the Baltimore Orioles for not much, uh, just make a push. Second place, the Cardinals. I don't really know what they're going to trade for. Um, they've been a good team. I Their hole is definitely in their rotation, um, but it's been because Jack Flaherty hasn't been pitching that much. Like He hasn't been getting that many innings, so... I, I can't really call that a problem right now, uh, but I know Miles. Yeah, I know Miles Michaelis is out, so maybe they will go out and acquire a starting pitching arm, just a decent guy that can fill the fourth or fifth spot in their rotation, and maybe an outfielder that can give them some offensive production, similar to Marcelo Zuna or Jose Martinez, who they had last year. Maybe they'll go out and acquire somebody like that, give them some extra offense, add some oomph into that lineup, because uh, they've been pretty good. Uh, they've just been a little inconsistent. In third, the Cincinnati Reds, uh, thirteen and seventeen. This team's been really, really disappointing this year. Um, Trevor Bauer's been good. Sonny Gray's been good. Uh, those might be guys they deal at the deadline. I really don't know. The Reds always do this. They always have a really promising roster and then never come through in the division. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do this year. I mean, I could see them going both ways. I could see them selling Trevor Bauer just in case they don't make the playoffs because they were losing a lot of value in that guy there. Uh, but they're also still in striking distance. They're only three games back of the wild card, five games back on the division. Five games back in 30 games. You never know what can happen there. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Reds. Um, I'm looking to see them sell, but they may be buyers. Milwaukee Brewers also at 13-17. and 17. Uh, This team is probably going to sell. It's really just Christian Yelich out there with a lot of guys that aren't really producing at that high of a level. Um, Keston here and Christian Yelich have really struggled this year, and that's why the Brewers are 13-17. and 17. Their bullpen's been insane. Their starting pitching's been better than expected. So if the Brewers can pick it up, get their defense back intact, uh, get Yelich and Hira hot, they'll be good. And the Pirates at the bottom of the division, they're going to be sellers. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade their whole franchise, just get rid of everybody on a big league contract, uh, make room for the young guys like O'Neal Cruz, the 6'7", six, 6'8", six, shortstop they've got coming up. That kid's going to be something special. I'm going to be excited to watch that guy play. Um, but yeah, it's going to be important for them to just deal off some bad contracts, uh, just get rid of guys and acquire more young assets. Gregory Polanco will probably be on the block. Uh, they'll probably hold on to Keon Kella unless they get a really, really good offer for him. But yeah, the Pirates are definitely going to be sellers at this deadline, and yeah, that's really all i got to say about them. Moving on to the NL West, we got the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, this team's definitely going to be buyers, but I don't know how much they need to buy. They've got a lot of talent on that roster. There's not many holes. If anything, maybe an extra starting pitcher or a bullpen arm, maybe a swing guy that they could acquire. 
But yeah, the Dodgers, I mean, they have a plus 86 run differential. This team is destroying everyone. This offense is insane. This pitching staff is good. Shout out to the Dodgers. Uh, second place, we got the San Diego Padres at 19-14. and 14. I don't know if they're going to be in a buy now mode. I mean, it would make sense because they're a game and a half up on the wild card, only five games back in the division. Uh, but they got a lot of young talent still to come up, and I don't know if they really want to deal that for a win now move. So we'll see with the Padres. I mean, maybe they go out and acquire a guy like Trevor Bauer. They, they have the assets for it. Uh, just sure up that rotation and make them a strong number two in that NL West division. I could definitely see it. In third place, we got the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I don't think they're going to be buyers. They'll probably be sellers at the deadline, honestly. I know they're half a game out of the wild card, but they've just been so cold lately that I don't see a world where they think that they're going to win the play- win anything in the playoffs. So it's sad to see, but honestly, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to have to go out and deal some guys for some uh, assets. Hopefully they don't deal Arenado, but I could definitely see it happen this deadline. I mean, the guy's just so good, and the team's just not competing the way they want to. So if you see Arenado move to the deadline, don't be too shocked. Um, I'm sorry, Rockies fans. In fourth place, we got the San Francisco Giants, a team that always does this. They always get hot right before the trade deadline and then look like they might be able to sneak into the playoffs, and then they don't deal anyone. So if they don't do that again, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the management really hasn't changed. Um, Gabe Kapler's in there, awful manager, but he's doing something, right? They're 15-18 and 18 right now, only two and a half games out of the wild card. Team that everyone had probably around where the Pirates are at 9-19, and 19, so... They're doing good. I mean, maybe they make some deals, uh, get some guys off the books, or maybe they pull a couple guys in. We'll see. Uh, San Francisco Giants, your front office is unpredictable, so we'll see what you guys do. Last place, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks, a team that's really, really disappointing. Team kind of in the same situation as the Reds, a team that should be competing, but the Arizona Diamondbacks are on an eight-game losing streak. And that's just really hard to see from them. I mean, they're such a classy franchise. Uh, They've been making great moves. They've been doing everything right the last couple years, it seems. Seems like they haven't been able to miss. So, Diamondbacks fans, hopefully we're able to pick it up and uh, get something done. But they'll probably start dealing guys at the deadline um, just for some future assets. Sucks to see, but they just might be a little bit too far out right now, especially after losing Merrill Kelly, their only good starter this season. Now we're just going to hop into each division, each division and talk about who is going to make the top two playoff spots because that time's coming around. We're only 30 games away. We're about halfway through the season. We're going to talk about which teams are going to be contenders and why. Which teams are going to make it to the playoffs? Which teams are going to make a push this year? Uh, AL East, it's definitely going to be the Rays and the Yankees. I mean, these two teams are definitely the best two teams uh, of the top two of the top four teams in baseball, two of the top five teams, maybe. These two teams compete at a really high level, and uh, yeah, the one and two seed in that division, definitely both going to be those two teams. I mean, the Blue Jays are hanging around, the Reds, the, the Orioles are hanging around, but I can't see them hanging around for too much longer. The Rays are red hot, the Yankees are... They're they're on a losing streak, but I still can't see I can't see them falling below where they are. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be the first round matchup there. It's gonna be exciting to see those two teams face off in a set. Uh, it's gonna all be in. To, well, I mean, at this point, it's all gonna be in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, it's gonna be really interesting to see that series go out, see how that plays out uh, with the Rays' strong starting pitching versus the Yankees' insane lineup. Um, so I'm gonna pick the Rays right now um, as a division winner, uh, but we'll see going forward. And we got the most exciting division right now, the AL Central. Uh, We got three teams contending right now. I'm going to assume that there's going to be the wild card team out of that division. Um, But the top two is probably going to be the Twins and the Indians, my guess. Unless the White Sox go out and make some huge moves. I got to assume it's going to be the Twins and the Indians, uh, the two that have been at at the top of that division for a while now. 
Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series to see. Like once again, a team with an insane lineup versus a team with an insane pitching staff. It's going to be really fun baseball to watch. Uh, the Indians' offense is not one to be slept on, but if they go out and they trade Frankie Lindor, I actually do have the White Sox winning that division. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do, um, as they are only a half game out of division lead right now. Um, and they've been looking great lately. So maybe they go out and they make moves. Maybe they don't. Maybe they hold on to their squad. Um, I hope for the latter. I hope they do hold on to that team. That team's got a lot of talent. Um, but yeah, I've got the Indians and the Twins at this point going off of, off of each other. And I've got the Twins winning that series um, in Minnesota. And the White Sox and the Wild Card, we'll, we'll keep them in mind. AL West, it's definitely going to be the Oakland Athletics and the Houston Astros. It just depends on who's at the top and who's below. Uh, at this point, I'm going to go with the A's, though. They've looked like the much better team. Uh, very similar to the Rays. They've just been really hot. They've been doing everything right. So I'm going to assume that it's going to be in Oakland. Um, and I actually have the Athletics taking that series. The way they've been playing baseball, they've been hard to stop. I feel like not many teams can beat them right now. And I don't think the Astros at this point are one. Unless the Astros go out and they acquire some more help in their starting rotation and they get Verlander back and he's at 100%, I don't see them beating the Athletics. Next, we got the... Oh, and I also got to pick the other wildcard team. The other wildcard team is probably going to be the Blue Jays. Um, they've been the best team out of the other bottom teams in the, those divisions. So, yeah. And at least I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves versus the... I don't believe in the Phillies, but I also don't believe in the Mets. Are the Washington Nationals too far out? This is a tough one. I mean, this division is very, very equal right now. The three teams I expected to be all right are all at the bottom playing really bad. Um, so I'm going to go Braves versus... Do I give the Mets the nods or not over the Phillies? I don't really think either of them are that good. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Braves-Phillies just because the Phillies are up on, up on the Mets a half game right now. Um, I'm completely discounting the Marlins. Sorry, Marlins fans. I just don't believe that you guys are going to contain it anymore. Um, so we got we got Braves-Phillies. Uh, it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, I think the Braves are a much superior team, but that Phillies lineup is really nasty, and they can get when they get going, it's really hard to stop them. So Braves-Phillies, I'm going Braves, and I think they'll take that series. I mean, they're the much better team, but the Phillies definitely could surprise with the talent they have on that roster. And the wild card team may come out of this division. We'll come back and look at that next. Uh, NL Central, uh, where it stands right now, it's probably how it's going to be. I'm going to go Cubs, Cubs, Cardinals in that first series. Uh, it depends on who's going to be on top. I mean, the Cardinals have been playing 500 baseball, and the Cubs have been playing below 500 baseball recently. Uh, so we're going to see what happens with them. I mean. They're 18 and 12 right now, but they have not looked good recently. Uh, so unless they make some big moves at the deadline and they turn up, we may see the Cardinals take the division, have the Cubs fall in second, and then they start competing with the Reds who could get hot at any time. Same thing with the Brewers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see in this division, but as of now, I'm going to go Cubs at the top, Cardinals in second. Ah, that series is a toss-up. I really don't have an answer right now for who's going to win that one. Um, wild card team that can come out of this division maybe the Reds um, and maybe the Brewers um, I'm going to pick the Reds as one right now uh, just because there's so much talent and I don't think they're going to trade Trevor Bauer uh, but if they do maybe not the Reds <laughs> and a West Dodgers of course are going to be at the top and it's probably going to be the Padres in second uh, the other teams have shown flashes and glimpses of light but they just haven't looked good uh, consistently 
So we're going to go Dodgers-Padres, um, and honestly, I bet you the Padres would rather be the wild card team than be that second seed and have to go up against the Dodgers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be those two teams, and it's going to be an interesting series. I mean, um, the Padres have shown that they can compete with the Dodgers. Uh, I wouldn't say they've shown that they're a better team, but they definitely showed glimpses of being able to compete with that tough, tough Dodgers team. Um, and then the wild card team is definitely going to be out of this division. It's just going to be who it is. It's probably going to be the Rockies or the D-backs. Um, I'm going to go with the Rockies right now just because they're only half a game out. Um, but they're they're a good team. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. So shout out to the Rockies. I mean, um, if they can make a pick up another arm or in keep Nato, that'd be good. They'd definitely be able to get uh, definitely be able to get over the hump and be just a little bit better. Um, control their team, like get a ground ball pitcher. That's what they need. They need a guy that can force guys to ground out, keep the ball out of the air. Um, because it's hard to keep the ball in the air at Coors Field. They hit that ball hard, um, and it travels a little bit extra distance. So if they can get a guy with a lot of funk, a lot of break on his pitches, like a Kyle Hendricks from the Cubs. I know he's not on the trade market, but a guy like that, a guy that's ball drops insanely, uh, gets a lot of ground balls. That'd be a great pickup for them at this deadline. And yeah, I mean, the Giants are hanging around, but I don't think they're going to hang around much longer. I think they're going to try to deal off some of those bad contracts attached to some prospects and clean house and try to get better for uh, the future um and then the diamondbacks just a disappointing team i mean i could see them coming back they're only four games out of the wild card they've got the firepower to do it but they've got to get it now they got them they, they got they wouldn't have to they wouldn't be able to sell at the deadline they'd have to make moves for win now and back with an almost what should be a new segment called manfred being manfred um rob manfred uh planned a protest yesterday um and i i mean I understand what he wants to get done. I understand that he won't. I, I actually, you know what? I don't know if it's for racial injustice. It's Rob Manfred. Maybe he just wants the PR stunt. Um, but he told the Mets yesterday he planned a protest for them. Come on the field, 42 seconds of silence for Jackie Robinson. Go in the clubhouse for an hour out and protest, and then go back out and play their game. Um, Mets and Marlins didn't listen. Uh, they went into the dugout, and they left. They left the ballpark. They went home. Uh, they canceled the game. It was postponed. Uh but Manfred goes, yeah, you know, just take an hour break, um, make your statement then, and then leave. And uh, they said no. But Manfred, like, dude, come on, man, you got to keep your head out of that. That is not any of your business. You can't tell people how to protest. This is not Antifa. This is baseball. There's a huge difference here. It's honestly disappointing to see that the commissioner is just trying to like do whatever he can to make himself look good. Um, not for the game. And another thing that came out, they asked uh, Rob Manfred, what does a successful 2020 look like? And, you know, assuming, like, he's a good commissioner, he'd be like, oh, player safety, um, just being able to keep everyone safe and have baseball. No, Rob Manfred goes, make it through the playoffs and uh, hand off the World Series trophy to some lucky winner. Dude, like, you're completely missing the players. The players are what's making your money right now. They're the guys going out battling in the middle of a global pandemic and going out and working hard for you. They're going out and they're competing at the highest level possible while they have so many other things to worry about. They got families to worry about. They got kids to worry about. Like, it, he's so out of the loop, it's insane. Uh, he got called out this week by uh, front office. Oh, my goodness, who was it? Who did Rob Manfred get called out by this week? Uh, but it was it was absolutely brutal. It, it was just a bad look for him. They said he's missing it on a leadership level. They said that he's just not doing his job correctly. Like, he's he's just doing what's best for him, and he's not, like, worried about the players. He's uh, – it's just – it's it's awful to see. I mean, the guy 
obviously has some knowledge of at least business. He's just not running it the right way. Um, but yeah, Rob Manfred, come on, man, grow up. It's time for you to keep your head in what you belong in. Um, they're trying to stop Trevor Bauer's podcast, trying to keep him out of the locker room with the camera. They told him he can't record the COVID testing anymore. I mean, they're worried about all the wrong things right now. They could be growing the game. They could be doing what's best for the kids of tomorrow, the people that want to see the game. Like, get rid of blackouts. Make that your issue, Rob. Don't worry about these little things. Like, I know protesting is a big deal, but it's none of your business what the Mets do and the Marlins do. If they want to sit out, they sit out. If they don't, they don't have to. They're showing their constitutional right. They don't have to answer to you about that. That is their decision. Yeah, okay, so it was the Mets. It was Brody Van Wagen. Wagen and he called Manfred out and called him basically an idiot. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets put off somewhere soon. Uh you really don't know. I mean, Manfred's very harsh with his action. He does not like being talked bad about. Uh, like I said about them trying to get rid of Trevor Bauer's podcast, or not podcast, his vlogs. You just can't do that. Like, there's so many young fans engaging. I've been engaging in those, and I love baseball. Seeing inside a locker room, seeing the everyday life of an MLB player in 2020 is so exciting. It gives me an angle I never got before, even in a regular season. Even in the regular season. So they just got to keep their hands off. I mean, there's things that you need to protect, and... Uh, Doing, what Trevor Bauer is doing, they should be encouraging others to do. Uh, MLB players making content, um, even minor league players, like minor leagues, so we can understand that minor league journey just a little bit better because we really truthfully don't understand what they have to go through every game, uh, grinding away at everything. Those players, they go through a lot. They The, the travel, the bad eating, uh, staying hot, making sure that you don't cool off because this is like your make or break it shot. Encouraging stuff like that is big for the game because it's going to allow people to see inside baseball's players' lives and see them as humans and not just athletes. Market the players better. Come on, guys. You you can do so much better. Manfred, keep your head out of this, man. You, you just got to work on the things you can work on and get better at the things you can work, get better at because you're just you're despicable, man. You're, you're probably one of the worst leaders in America right now, and that's saying something, man. So now we're going to hop into the NL Player of the Week. Uh, first, we got to go with Bryce Harper, absolute unit. I mean, Bryce Harper's hitting over 300, and no one knows about it because the Phillies are playing so bad. Bryce Harper hitting the tar out of the baseball. Top five, top ten player in baseball. People deny it all the time. His defense has gotten so much better. His bat is so great. His OPS is always so high. Like right now, Bryce Harper's OPS is definitely over 1,000. Yeah, Bryce Harper's uh, OPS is 11-14 right now. That is absolutely mad. Bryce Harper, NL Player of the Week. He's crushing the ball. He's doing great things out there in Philadelphia, trying to keep that team alive. NL Pitcher of the Week, it's kind of big. It's kind of surprising one again. A guy that you don't really expect to see on this list, Brad Boxberger. Brad Boxberger threw 9.2 inning pitch this year. That's a 1.86 ERA. This last week, he had a couple great outings, uh, including holding off the Mets. Um, Boxberger's looked good this year. He's going to definitely be trade bait for the Marlins' deadline. I can't believe I didn't talk about him. Definitely got to look forward uh, on the block. Um, a guy that definitely will be dealt. Probably, probably not for too much either. Going to be a guy that they're going to try to deal, a right-hander. Um, look, having a great year. Um, and now we're going to hop into the AL Player of the Week. Um, AL Player of the Week. I mean, there really hasn't been many games this week, so I guess I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with Luke Voigt again. Uh, guy's still crushing the ball. He's moved into second in the AL in the home run race. Yeah, Luke Voigt's still tied for second in his division in home runs. Uh, he's been hitting the tar off the baseball. I mean, he's been good. Uh, another guy could be Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu's had a great week as well. Um, 
so those are my co uh, AL player of the week, just because they've been completely going off. Two guys that are crushing the ball. Two big boys that can just smack that ball around the outfield. I mean, over the wall, uh, whatever you need them to do. Um, and then we're going to go AL Pitcher of the Week. The AL Pitcher of the Week for this week is going to be... AL Pitcher of the Week has got to be a guy that just keeps building on that, that Cy Young resume for this year, Shane Bieber. Um, I haven't given him enough love this year, honestly, if I'm being completely honest. This guy's been lights out. He is... 6-0 with a 1.35 ERA with 75 Ks, 0.81 whip. Shane Bieber has been out of his wor- out of this world this year. He's a guy that came up last year as a fifth starter for the Indians. He's morphed into one of the best pitchers in baseball, an ace, a true ace, a guy that j- can just go in and shut down the opponent. Um, so shout out to Shane Bieber. He's doing great things over there in Cleveland. I mean, he's showing up that strong rotation they got. Good for them. Um, and now we're going to hop into the feel-good story of the week. Uh, the feel-good story of the week is brought to you by the Brooklyn Dodgers, not the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, you probably know where this is going now. Um, we're home to Jackie Robinson. Happy Jackie Robinson Day. Uh, it's Jackie Robinson Day as I'm recording this. Um, one of the greatest to ever do it. A guy that just came in, um, defied odds, especially with the place the world is in right now. Um, it's a really difficult place here in the U.S. right now. There's a lot of division. Um, so... Being able to bank on um, and look back at the guys that were before us and the guys that peacefully went about it and they took the beating so guys could be in the league today um, and not have to worry as much. Um, You think about a guy like Jason Hayward, a really strong guy in the African-American baseball community, um, always talking about his feelings, um, always expressing when there's concern, and his teammates, I feel like, have been there for him pretty well. Um, So it's important to look at a guy like Jackie Robinson and truly appreciate what he means to the sport. Without Jackie Robinson, we'd lose almost everybody. Um, Baseball is a very ethnic sport. There's a lot of different races playing the game, and it's so fun to watch, seeing all the personalities all the people from all these different places come out and just play together. So seeing Jackie Robinson, um, Jackie Robinson Day, honestly, it's just a great thing. Um, it's so important. And if you haven't got, gotten to sit down and watch the movie 42, you definitely should. Uh, it's a life-changing movie, in my opinion. Um, it just speaks on the racial injustice at that time and the way that they didn't want Jackie playing and how they would go after him and how his teammates started to stick up for him when they realized that he's human just like them. Uh, it's an important thing to remember nowadays. Um, just love others, be kind. It's really, it's really what's gonna get us out of this. Is just kindness, treating others the way you want to be treated, sharing love. Uh, just PVO, positive vibes only. Just sharing the positive vibe, positive love. Um, and yeah, that's just what's important. I mean, you gotta, you just gotta love others, um, and they'll love you back. And if they don't, it's okay. One person's being loved. It's better than no one being loved, right? So yeah, I mean, that's the feel good story of the week. Jackie Robinson. Um, moment of silence for him, real quick. Thank you so much for all you do for baseball, Jackie. You're a great guy. Um, I know you are wherever you are now, just looking down, smiling at what's going on. I mean, I know there's still a lot to be done, but we've made big strides. But we can't be satisfied with where we are. we got to stand up for each other, um, and we just got to get through this all together. Yeah, I mean, we don't know when games are going to resume. These players are expressing their rights, so good for them. I mean, they got to do what they got to do. They got to do what they believe is right at this point. Uh, And that's like part of the fight right now is figuring out what the right thing to do is for you um, and how to protest and how to show and speak your mind. So these players not playing, that's completely fine. Um, We really don't know when baseball will be back. Uh, Basketball, same thing. Um, 
they're not sure when their games are resuming. But uh, once again, happy Jackie Robinson Day. Um, I know it's later this year. It's not early season like normal, but it's good to see that MLB still included the time to incorporate uh, some just respect for Jackie Robinson and the things he did for this game because without Jackie, this game would be so much different. Um, Major League Baseball might have died already. Uh, would be an old man's game and baseball is becoming a young man's game i mean the numbers are up in the 18 to the 13 to 18 year old column higher than they ever been and it's exciting to see and it's because guys are putting out content and they're just they're producing it and guys are playing good fernando tatis jr like i was saying i was giving him a lot of love last episode that kid he's part of the reason baseball starting to grow again um so it's really good to see i mean also the tv numbers are up because people aren't at the games so that's also something to note but it's, it's honestly really great to see because these players uh, just playing good, going out and competing every night. They're making the games interesting. Uh, everyone's playing hard. I mean, there's not a team that I can sit and complain about right now. Um, I mean, the Mets and the Phillies have been disappointing, but and the Reds. Uh, but there's nothing that you could sit here and complain about about players not playing hard, players not trying. These guys are going out and they're giving it their all still every night. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, peace.